Hey guys, welcome back to Gilmy Talks, first show of the new year. Thanks for everybody coming back and checking us out again. This week's guest is a fellow podcaster and the host of one of my my personal favorite podcasts, Straight Talk Wrestling. Go check him out. Like him on Podbean, like him on Apple, the Apple Podcast thing that I'm blanking on the name right now. But go, you guys know how podcasts work. Go check him out. Go follow him. It you will not will get it because Gilmy Gil Gilmy says so. And I just wanted to say Happy New Year's. Welcome back. Welcome back for checking out the show. Uh, this year is we're going to do Gilmy talks a little bit differently, but more to come come with that a little bit later just bigger and better and more fantastic shows coming your way and i just want to say thank you very much for george for uh, coming on the show first off because i love talking to to other podcasters because normally you never get to go on the other side of the of the of, of the microphone and it's really fun just getting another guy's ideas about about this uh this crazy thing we all do because I guess we like the sound of our our own voices. I guess, <laughs> but just want to get get the advertisers out 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 of the way real real quick here. Go check out Bats in the Belfry Art on Instagram, guys. She's going to be putting up co commission prices soon, and that's going to be amazing. You can get whatever you want done in her her amazing style. Go check them out. And go follow at Solid Designs also on Instagram, guys, because if you need a logo or a shirt made up or any type of designs, Hayden can hook you up. He's a fantastic artist. Go check check out his, uh, out his stuff, uh, folks. And go check out Tabby Lynn Sensi page because that's really... Nobody out really wants their house to, to stink, right? And it's a fantastic product. I use it myself. I got kids in the house, so I can't be burning candles all the all the time. But the Sensi Sensi stuff is very very cool. I even have them set up in my kids' rooms because my boys are getting older, and they're getting starting to smell a little bit funky. So, oh man, that those those guys have a room. And go check out theloveshop.com, guys, because it is a fantastic site. You can check it out with your uh, your uh, partner and have tons of fun, Ned. And just want to say thank you very much for George for coming on on to the uh, to the uh, show. It was was a blast talking to him. Hopefully, get to see him at a Destiny event or something like that coming up. Because I really want to see Marty Mar Marty Scrawl uh, wrestle. Go check him out, guys. Free uh, plug it plug it for you. And hope everybody enjoys the uh, show. Good morning, good evening, good night. Hey guys, how's it there going? Uh, this is Gilmy again from Gilmy Talks, and I have a fantastic guest on. And as of lately, I've been having a lot of wrestlers, and he's not a wrestler. He's a podcaster. He does straight talk wrestling, one of my my personal favorite podcasts right there now, which I think is fantastic. You guys should obviously give it a, well, a listen after mine, of it, of it, of, it, of course. But hey, George, how's it how's the day going, man? The day is going great, man. I was actually off today. I had a few appointments to run to. Got to spend a little bit extra time with the kids, which I don't normally get to do. And now I'm about to talk wrestling with a fellow podcaster, so it's a great way to tie up the night. Oh yeah. Well, first thing I want to ask want to ask you is flipping one of your own your own questions on you. Where did you get the spark to be a huge professional wrestling fan? 
Well, you know, there's there's a lot of different facets, but the one that sticks out to me the most and the one I do reminisce with a lot, especially when I'm interviewing wrestlers on my own show, is um, it was Christmas time. I was over at my uncle's house, and he just happened to have a bootleg tape of the Madison Square Garden event where Jimmy Superfly Snooka jumped off the steel cage. It's kind of the similar moment of Mick Foley, but I was about six years old, down in his basement, snarking down a whole bunch of chips and ice cream and all kinds of good stuff because it was Christmas, and... I literally remember eating a cookie and almost choking on it as I watched this man climb the cage, do his, you know, superfly pose, and then jump off the top of the cage. And I was instantaneously hooked, not to so much want to step in the ring, but just be involved with it somehow and have it in my life forever. And it's pretty much been the staple. Actually, my wife, when we went on our first date, that was one of the first things we talked about is how we both love professional wrestling. And it's transitioned into both of our daughters who love it just as much as we do. So the whole family's wrestling freaks. Awesome. I got I got four kids, two boys, two girls. And if there is a women's match on and I do not call the girls down to watch it, I am in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in the doghouse big time. I get the same thing. My three-year-old will sit there and stomp her foot at me and give me that raised eyebrow almost like the rock. And <laughs> Why didn't you call me, Dad? I'll be like, well, I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't really think you'd be interested in this one. Of course I would. It's Sasha Banks and it's, and it's Charlotte. And I love Charlotte. Well, last week you didn't. Well, I do now. Okay. Sorry. My bad, oh, yeah. buddy. I apologize. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, my my nine my nine year old girl loves Bailey. Bailey is her absolute favorite. And even now, loves her now, even though she's gone all dark and moody. Oh yeah, because she's yeah. still she's still still Bailey. And the other one is a uh, uh, Charlotte. My my other girl is a huge Charlotte fan. Whether she's face, heel, good guy, bad guy, loves her just because she does the best moon moonsault. Oh yeah, no Charlotte is poetry in motion when she does that moonsault, man. Poetry in motion for sure. Oh yeah, and people people bag on on WWE, but man, they're they're super talented people, and I love watching the show. Is it is it uh the perfect show every single week? No, but it's still fun. It's <laughs> It is. No, you're absolutely right. It is. I just, I feel that I, I, I kind of share a lot of the opinions of even when I'm talking with fans on the Straight Talk Facebook page and, and Instagram and Twitter and I post stuff, uh, you know, I get a lot of feedback and sometimes it's good. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we disagree. But that's what we are as wrestling fans. If you're a true wrestling fan, I don't think you're ever really fully satisfied. I mean, I can look at the AEW product right now and I'm definitely impressed but do I think they're all taking days off their career, possibly years, with the matches that they pulled out in their short television run, plus the pay-per-views? I look back at John Ma- John Moxley, uh, the full gear match with him and Kenny Omega. I'll never look at a mousetrap the same. And mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're they're definitely changing the landscape and they're going full throttle. But it almost reminds me; it's very reminiscent of a more cleaner, more organized ECW. That's yeah. the way I kind of look at AEW right now. And a lot of people, I make the flag for that. But, I mean, that's my opinion. And that's that's how I am. That's straight talk wrestling. I'm straight up. So I'm going to say it how it is. The WWE product, is it perfect? No. Can it definitely use uh, a lot of changes? 100%. But one product I do think is perfect and I think is flawless, and not because I'm a Triple H guy, because I have been since he was terrorizing. <laughs> but I think NXT is flawless. The storylines are great. The slow builds. I mean, you look at Tommaso Ciampa versus Gargano. Those three-stage matches that they had, man, that storyline was a slow build. It was almost a year to get to that final match, that culmination match. And if Ciampa didn't have the neck injury, 
we might have seen a very different story take shape had it not gone that way, unfortunately. All right, and now Tommaso Ciampa is probably one of, I, I would honestly put him in top, I don't want to say top five, but he is top five best in the entire world right now. He can, I, I think that guy could have a match with anybody and make it phenomenal. Just Oh yeah, I, I don't see, I don't disagree with you at all. I 100% agree with you. I don't think he's had a bad match since at least I've seen him full-time on NXT. He hasn't had a bad match. Even when it was DIY, him and Gargano teaming up. I look back at that ladder match with, uh, you know, Authors of Pain. That was, that's still one of my all-time favorite matches. And hands down. Yeah, it was a fantastic match. I watched it, well, I did watch it live. And I've been a Johnny Wrestling fan for a long time, ever since he was uh, the Smash Wrestling champ, way back, mm-hmm. way, ba- way back when. And I bring my boys to indie shows whenever, when, whenever I can. But he was one of the guys who actually took the extra time to talk to my kids one on one. And people remember that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if you've actually taken your kids to uh, to uh, shows 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 yet, but it's going to be really really fun. <laughs> taking my three-year-old because right now she's not fully you know she can't keep attention for long but my 10 year old daughter she comes with me all the time to destiny wrestling shows actually the last show i took her to was uh thanksgiving day weekend it was the haywire television taping and uh she actually she met sean spears and we also met marty scroll that night who i am if you listen to the show at all marty scroll is a guy i rep all the time even did a profile on the guy uh but she met sean spears and he he, same thing like you he took the time with her and uh, he asked her her name and when he found out that her name was cassandra he right away was like, oh, you know, that's one of my favorite names because that's my wife's name. And he, like, took so much time with her. It was her birthday weekend, so he wished her a happy birthday. He asked her to take a photo with him. I tried to give him, you know, the 15 bucks for the photo, and he just looked at me and goes, no, no, I don't want the money, man. That was just – that was a moment for her, and I'm happy to do it. And it's stuff like that that I absolutely 150% do remember. Uh, she's seen RJ City at about three shows now, and he just adores her. He takes all the time in the world to talk to her. He gave her a button for her birthday. He even invited her out to his comedy show. Had it not been on the Thanksgiving Monday, her and I might have gone. But if I had missed Thanksgiving Day Monday, my wife probably would have divorced me. So <laughs> it was definitely not a good idea to go to that show at that time. But yeah, every show I've taken her to, the girls, even the female wrestlers, like I'm very close with Jody Threat, Alexia Nicole, Alicia Altoot. I interviewed her. Um, every time they've seen her at a Destiny show, they take the time out. They give her a hug. They really, they take pictures with her. Like, she's just, she, I call her the mini host because she's always with me. And even the Destiny Wrestling fans, when we go there, they they really treat her like a, a little princess. George, uh, Iceman, who runs the whole promotion, president of Destiny Wrestling. I can't say enough about how blessed I have been to interview these stars and how welcoming they've been to my family, especially my daughter. She just adores all of them. And I keep telling her that, you know, uh, eventually one day, Hopefully she'll see Daddy on her TV, maybe running some commentary somewhere. So that's the eventual end game for me, anyways. Oh yeah, uh, where mine is just to uh, have fun and talk to people. Uh-huh. Like uh, the first time I got an international download, I was ecstatic. I'm like, how is someone in Japan finding my show? <laughs> just <laughs> right. Those those moments are pretty damn cool for sure. Oh, and then uh, well, of course you're you're sitting at your probably kitchen your kitchen 
kitchen table, I'm at, I'm at guessing, just checking the, uh, the DLs, and you're like, that made my week right there because somebody downloaded the downloaded the show from another for another uh, country. I uh, I was geeking out when um, when we first started. Uh, it was actually me and I had two former co-hosts, and then we kind of you know parted ways. Uh, just life got in the way, and I decided to go forceful with it, uh, full force with it. Sorry, on my own. And I remember uh, for the first couple episodes, when I was on my own. There was always this one little download that was coming out of South Africa. And then there was from South Africa, I got a couple in the UK, and then it was France, and then I got Australia, and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, man, this is super cool. And then there was one that was sticking out for weeks on end. I haven't seen it since I switched uh, sites. I used to be with Spreaker, now I'm with Podbean, but there was always one in Connecticut. And my mind started racing, you know, I started getting the conspiracy <laughs> things going, I'm thinking, is somebody at WWE paying attention to what the hell I have to say? And I'm sitting there thinking, Damn, I hope not, because I've trash-talked the product on numerous occasions. We actually even did a whole episode on why Vince McMahon sh- should retire. So yep. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, oh, man, one day I'm going to get a knock at my door from, like, a cease and desist letter. Stop slandering our organization. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, like, um, I like I have I, I have used WWE themes in my for opening and and ending the uh, ending the show sometimes and whenever I do that I'm just a little bit nervous about okay am I going to get this letter for stealing the Brian Kendrick's theme that nobody really knows <laughs> you might if he was petty but he's got so many other things on his radar that he doesn't pay mind to us little podcasters out here in Ontario. Which is wonderful. <laughs> yes, it is. We fly under the radar enough to get recognized here at home. Yeah. We fly under the radar to stay far away from him. But I think it's because we, we wrap the great scene that's here, man. I mean, the Ontario indie scene is just... Phenomenal. I can... Oh, I, I can't even name the amount of talent that's here. Like, I, I just sat down with the Violet Lee. I got her episode dropping this week. Uh, it's actually yeah. dropping on Thursday, three days from when we do this interview. And, man, what a talent. I mean, a mom of four, a working full-time, full-time wrestler, one of the original six of Tyson Duke's Wrestling Factory. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's wrestling, wrestling, wrestling training royalty right there. I mean, it, I've interviewed so many wrestlers that have come out of the Wrestling Factory, and I've even interviewed the man himself, Tyson Dukes. And I can't say anything but how gracious and humble all of these people have been, taking the time out and the, the slinging and the hard work they're doing, you know, working full-time jobs like you and me, going out wrestling four or five shows on the weekend, then going back to work to do it all over again for the next weekend. No sleep, like missing out on family time. Like we got Christmas coming up, right? I mean, you and I, we're going to be blessed enough to be home with our families. Yeah. But our day, probably not. They're going to be traveling to a show for the next day or even there's even a couple shows running on Christmas Day. Like yeah. It just it blows my mind, man. It blows my mind how much how much they really have to give up to make it in this business. But when you do, I mean, the the victories outweigh the spoils for sure, one hundred percent. Oh yeah. A another question for you. Why did you actually start start the uh, pod uh, the podcast? This is this is actually a story that I haven't told anybody. So this is a Gilmy Talks exclusive. So I don't know if you got like some exclusive music, but you might want to play it at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to have a whole bunch of friends come over to the house 
every time there was a pay-per-view on. And me and my former co-host, who's a, a long-standing friend of mine, known, known the guy for like 20 years, uh, Steve the Animal Mitchell, he's one hell of a class act of a drummer, and he's a great person. Like I said, you know, if, if life had gotten in the way and scheduling conflicts and, you know, commitments outside of the podcast hadn't happened, we'd probably still be going strong together. But um, we would just always sit there and talk about the WWE product and talk about wrestling. We have so much knowledge because literally we've both been fans since we were, we're talking 30 years. Like I'm 36 now. I've been a fan since I was about five or six. So 30 plus years of, of wrestling knowledge and stuff like that. And we always joked for years. We joked, you know, oh, we should start a podcast. Yeah, but nobody's going to listen to us. And then one day I was just really frustrated at my full-time job. And I'm like, you know what? I, I've got to find an outlet. I've got to find something else that I can put some passion into uh, that, you know, I, I could get some return on. Even if I get one listen a week, I don't care. Just the fact that I'm able to talk about the one other thing I love in this world more than my family is wrestling. So I called him over one day on a whim and I was like, I finished work early. I called, I was like, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. Just finished drum practice. Okay, cool. Get in your car and come to my house. Grab coffees on the way. What are we doing? We're starting a podcast, motherfucker. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, come to my house and we're going to record it. So we did. We did the free trial for Spreaker. We got 15 minutes on the first episode before it cut out. And we talked about the state of wrestling at that particular time. We did kind of a Raw and SmackDown rundown. We did it. We put it out there. And uh, then we decided, you know what, let's keep it going. Let's do one next week. And we did. And uh, we started just digging on it, man. It became something that it took away from everyday stresses in life and gave us an outlet, a chance to just, you know, be fans, be kids again for a few minutes. And uh, that's just kind of when it went. And then it, we went and we started, you know, trying to reach out to people for interviews, but nobody was nobody was returning our messages. Nobody was was doing anything. And then I remember I just I sent a message to George uh, Menendez, uh, aka George the Iceman, head of Destiny Wrestling. I sent him a message, and you know, on Facebook you could see when somebody's read the message. Yep. So he read it, and he didn't respond. So I got really down. I'm like, oh man, he read it, but he didn't respond. So I sent him another message, somewhat similar, a few days later, and he read it again, and he didn't respond. So I'm like, oh, I don't know, what, am I saying something wrong? Like, I'm not sure. Then I just sent him a third message. I said, George, you know, I understand you're super busy. This is going to be my last message because I, I don't want to feel like an ex-girlfriend stalking you on social media, asking you to call me back <laughs> because we didn't go out on a date Friday night. I'm like, but man, I just want to let you know I'm a persistent bastard and I'm going to keep coming. So it might not be a bad idea where we could figure out 45 minutes. That's all I'm asking. And then, like literally the three dots came up and, I was like, my jaw hit the floor. Like I just met like Quentin Tarantino, like my all time favorite director. And he just, boom, he messaged me back. He's like, all right, he's like, kid, I like your moxie. Let's do it. Meet me here at battle arts on Saturday. Call my co-hosts. And I said, you know, we got, we got George, like we got to do it. We went there at four 30. We didn't get out till 10 30 PM because the same time he was doing the interview with us, he was also announcing for uh, boxing matches at battle arts that night. So we would get him for 10 minutes, he'd be gone for 45. We'd get him for 15 minutes, he'd be gone for an hour. We were literally sitting back in like the, I guess you'd say the green room of Battle Arts. And we finally, after six hours, we got the interview in the can. We put it out there and then boom, we started getting in with Destiny. We started getting out for the shows, helping promote the already fantastic product that he has. And then from there, we started meeting the other wrestlers. We got business cards printed, started handing them out. And... Then around Christmas time, I reached out to the bubblegum princess, Alexi Nicole. I don't know if you've ever had her on your show, but she is one of the sweetest people in the world. But in the ring, 
there's nobody better as a heel, in my opinion, right now. How she commands an audience, she is absolutely flawless. And to see her getting her rise and going on Impact and working with Tessa Blanchard and all those fantastic ladies that she's working with, it's well-deserved because she has put the time in and she deserves how bright her star is going to shine. And then from there, it was just, boom, Josh Alexander. Then it was this. Then it was Black Lavender, Holden Albright, uh, Jeffrey Cole from Shooting the Indies. And then it just started picking up traction. Then we would message wrestlers, and they would get back to us right away. Oh, yeah, man, I listened to the interview you did with Lionel Knight. I fucking loved it. Yeah, let's do it. Or, hey, man, you know, I've heard this interview. I don't know if you're interested, but, you know, here's my demo reel. I had wrestlers from the States sending us, like, their demo reels and, and stuff like that. And, and you know what? It just it was a blessing. All of a sudden, it came, but it came like a whirlwind, man. Like, once it picked up traction, we could not slow it down. And it was just interview after interview after interview. And then it just became to a point where, you know, we got burnt out a little bit. And uh, we took a step back. And then when we were ready to revamp it, like I said, at that point, it was just more so me that was prepared to go full force. And so I just said, you know what, I'm going to take the reins and see what happens. And here we are. I'm about to drop episode 114. Yeah, that's just crazy, man, because kind of the the same thing, like just the friendships I've made through the podcast. I got a, I got kind of a, kind of a co-host in Tom Martin. He comes on when he can because he has young, young kids and we both work full time, but we try to do a show together at least once a, once a month. And my original friend, we were supposed to do a podcast with, our schedules just never met up. And so we could hang out, and but just the podcast never actually came up. Uh, we tried doing it driving, but uh, as you know, background noise can be a thing. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. It's the absolute. Next to stuff not working when you need it to work, it's absolutely the worst. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, let's get into a little bit of the the technical side of uh, podcasting, pod because... Okay. I get a lot of questions about this, about podcasters asking me for for help because I've been doing this since 2016 and I have upgraded my rig quite quite a bit since it, since then. First, uh, first thing I I do want to ask: Why did you make the switch to uh, pod to Podbean? Well, um, it was kind of a personal choice because I mean, when we started the podcast, I I had no idea how to do it. And, you know, Spreaker was the easiest one because it came kind of with a built-in app and it came in with, you know, direct uploading and it came in with all these different platforms that you could just apply to right through that. But it came with a pretty hefty price. Being from the States, it was, you know, 20 bucks a month mm-hmm. at the influx of the exchange rate because Canadian money is horrible. Uh, you know, it, uh, it ballooned about 35 bucks a month. And then, you know, you'd message them with technical questions or problems because, you know, the picture size, if you wanted to put a picture with your episode, it wasn't the right size and stuff like that. And I would email them and wouldn't get a response back for weeks, sometimes months. And then I would get a response back and being like, I hope we hope we resolved your, your question. Well, no, you didn't even answer my question. Like you, you blew the email off because there's no customer service number. It's only through emails, only through their support email. And they would just blow stuff off. And then I started researching, you know, which kind of 
podcasting platform had the best customer service. And every review that I checked out, Podbean was like number one. And then I went and I checked out the prices. I, I sent them an email. I said, you know, how does everything work with you? And, and the transition was super seamless, man. It was taking the RRS feed and all I had to do was switch the RRS feed over. And, it, you know, they recommended you wait the two weeks. But I was like, nah, man, I got enough of a following on the socials. I'm just going to put a blast on all the socials and let everybody know I've switched. And hopefully the transition will be seamless. And also what I loved about Podbean was the analytics. The analytics were 100% true. Like the numbers come out and they're factual, they're real, they break them down by platform, which Spreaker does the same thing, but for a while there, it'd be weird because there'd be some weeks from Spreaker, I'd be getting one or two listens, which is fine. At the end of the day, the numbers don't matter, but then it would balloon to like 75 or 80 listens. And I'm sitting there scratching my head thinking, how the hell did it balloon that much? And then when they changed their analytics software or who's ever counting the numbers over there, I went from having over 4,000 listens on Spreaker dropped down to 1200. So I just I sent them an email and I was like, wow. how did I lose over 2800 listens? Like I get the numbers were not 100% factual, but you're telling me I had 2800 ghost listens over my 100 plus episodes. I said, nah, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. So I switched to Podbean. I'm saving money every month and my analytics are 100% truthful. And I'm the audience is actually growing. It's growing through through Podbean, which with Spreaker was just getting stale. I'm getting followers on on Podbean, you know. Uh, whereas Spreaker, I couldn't get a follower to save my life. Hmm. I could get followers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and people were listening on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, but never directly through. With Podbean, I've got you know, I think it's five or six now, which doesn't seem like a lot in the grand scheme. But when you didn't have any listeners listening directly through your platform. To go to five or six, I mean, that's a 300% markup, right? Oh, yeah. You take and, the win. You know what I mean? And I got to say, Podbean's customer service, because I started with them since day one, and I'm lucky I did because they helped me out so much. Uh, they act, uh, The little customer service tab, they walked me through my first episode, how to put it up, how to do this. Uh, they resized all my all my picture, pictures instantaneously so they can work off on, on iTunes because... You have to have that weird size for I, the Apple podcast to actually work. And you can follow your listens all over the world, see where people are listening, what to work on. You can get the Patreon from there. You can get advertisers. You can. The cool thing I like about Podbean, you can actually put up advertiser spaces in the podcast if people want to want want to buy them you can say okay I got a 30 second spot at 25 minutes and 30 30 30 30 30 seconds and somebody might actually pay yeah and that's one thing I didn't have with Spreaker they had built-in ads where you could put in the ads and you would get like a cent per listen but again like I was over the threshold where they should have started paying me monthly and then when they changed their analytics program I lost all that yeah, and they like, said that I didn't have true factual listens. So at the end, I, I felt like I was getting uh, kind of swindled. So I I put a blast on Twitter and I just, uh, on my own personal Twitter, I did a long-winded rant and I got the, you know, a private message back. Oh, you know, we'll do anything to get you back. I'm like, no, you, you had your opportunity. You didn't give a shit. You didn't give a chance. You didn't care. And like I, like I said, since I've made the transition, just I agree 100% with what you said. Podbean's customer service is flawless. They get back to you almost instantaneously. Even if I've sent, I've sent an email, I think, at 10 o'clock on like a Sunday night, and I've gotten a response by Monday morning. Oh. And that that's what I... 
that's what I love the most, you know, is, is being able that they've actually responded to me right away. And that's what I consider that I'm a big, big on customer service. I, I appreciate it everywhere. If I go to Walmart and somebody gives me the extra mile or I go to a restaurant and the server gives me that extra time, I'll reward that. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say, you know, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Or I'll talk to the manager and say how good. But if, you're, if your customer service is shit, I will trounce you to the high heavens. I will never go back. And uh, that's that's why the transition. So screw Spreaker. Podbean <laughs> all the way. 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because I did uh, I did the research for about six months before even putting up my first my first first show because I had no idea, no idea what what I was doing, no idea how to record things, no idea what how to even put a show together, and then just over time you just learn that that knack kind of kind of thing. I learned how to properly edit and just. It just all, all, all by trial and error. Like uh, uh, another podcast I love. It's called Make Eternia Great Well, Again. It's not not wrestling. It's about He-Man and just two guys talking about childhood toys. And it just takes me takes me back. And because I remember playing with He-Man and these crazy crazy characters and. I've been listening to those guys since day one, and they just keep getting better and better. I think they're at like episode eighty something now, and from their first shows, which were about ten to fifteen minutes, where it just they just basically it's a list, and you can hear the guy's paper shaking when he's he's doing it. To now they're actually doing live shows and doing getting invent invited to conventions and having having guests from the 80s on the show and voice actors and storyboard artists uh, it's just great to see something grow yeah especially when you said like when somebody's passionate enough like that and puts the work in and the time in the the benefits outweigh the struggles or outweigh the sacrifices tenfold tenfold oh yeah it's still odd getting have you ever been uh, noticed yet yes yeah, that's 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 the weirdest part, man. That's the part where I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not like I, I appreciate you loving and listening to this show. And it was actually, uh, it was at a Destiny event. I, I was in the bathroom, and I was, you know, doing what people do in the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, guy comes up to the urinal next to me, and he just looks over, and I'm just sitting there going, oh man, like. I, I don't want to deal with <laughs> I don't want I don't know what he's looking at. Like it's like fuck, it's gonna be awkward. And then he's like, hey. Hey man, you're the, you're the host, right? And I'm like, uh, sorry. He's like, you're Straight Talk Wrestling. You're the host. I'm like, yes, I am. He's like, oh, can we get a selfie? I'm like, absolutely. I would love to if I could just wash my hands, and I will totally take a selfie with you. Just just give me that like minute and a half. Let me wash my hands, dry them up, and then yeah, we'll do it. And we did it. We t- we took it right in front of the urinals. Oh yeah. It was su- <laughs> it was super uh, humbling. It was very very cool moment. And uh, it was flattering, but also at the same time, just based on the situation, a little awkward. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know what? It, it was cool. Like, Dalton's sitting there going, shit, yep. I, I had somebody ask to take my picture tonight. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Uh, had that happen um, at a No Limits wrestling show in, when, when they were running in uh, at Hamilton. Somebody just came up, hey, are you Gilmy? I'm like, Alright, uh, my name is Justin, Justin Gilmet, but 90% of the people out there call me Gilmy, so I just rolled here with it, maybe he heard, heard somebody, because I had old high school friends with me, I had a couple wrestling buddies there, like, maybe they just thought, 
thought thought that's my name. And the guy just like, no, you're the guy who does does uh, Gilmy talks, right? Yeah. Can we get a picture? Sure. So, <laughs> me, I ask for their phone to take a picture of them. <laughs> and they're like, no, with you. I'm like, what? You want my picture? I'm like, you want you want me in the photo? I I was. I was so clueless. I had no idea, and I'm just was. Oh man, I it was a fucking moment. And then my old high school buddies who've known me for like tw- going on 30, 30 some something years now. I'm thirty nine, and they're just going. You couldn't have made that worse if you tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. Um, yeah. Yep. When you look back at our our first moments meeting fans of the show, we were both awkward. And oh, it was yeah. both awkward as well. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and it's a and it's a funny, funny story to funny story to tell because I I have a well, a wrestler friend who will still bring that up to this day because he's seen it from the merch table. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that's the kind of story. Hey, hey you guys want to hear a funny story about my buddy here, Gilman? So somebody asked to take his picture, and he took the phone to take a picture of them, but they wanted him with the picture. Uh, <laughs> That uh, yeah, your your first moment definitely outweighs mine. I mean, I was just kind of harassed in the bathroom midstream, oh, yeah. but you yeah. uh, you fully tried to take a picture of them at the event, not thinking that oh they want me in the photo. So you know what? I think yours wins. That's my default, man. It wins. Good for you, buddy. You got oh, it. Yeah. There we go. Awkward moments of the week goes to Gilney on his own show. Oh yeah, and that is that is a story I've never told on the podcast. Well, there we go. That's another look at that. We're breaking barriers down tonight with all these exclusives. Ah, well, well, exactly, man. And another one I've never actually made it to a Destiny show yet. Oh, you got to get down there, buddy. Uh, I mean, I understand the drive, and I know because I know you're in London. I understand the drive, but man, oh man, George literally brings down some of the best talent around the world not and he is one of the promoters that is working exclusively with you know aew he's bringing in wwe guys through him i've seen uh pete dunn tyler bait trent seven uh marty scroll who was like one of my all-time favorites he brought down sean spears scu all in an intimate 300 plus venue and the crowd there is lit and they have some of the best talent in the indies and the best talent, like I said, from around the world coming in. It, it is it is worth the drive, I guarantee you. For me, it's only like 15 minutes, but for you, I understand it's a couple hours, but I tell you, when you come down, you will not be disappointed. He's got a show coming up in January, uh, and he's got Enzo Amore coming down. Yeah, and, uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually trying to make that one that one there work. Because yeah, I'll be down, it. I'll be down working, uh, I'll be working one job then, in, in instead of two uh, that I'm currently doing. Uh, currently bartending a couple couple nights a week. I'm helping helping a buddy of mine mine out uh, during the holiday season. He didn't want to hire somebody new for like six weeks, so eh, I've I've only been a restaurant manager for twenty years before. Going to Costco, so I think I can pour uh, well, a couple of drinks. <laughs> yeah, I, I mixology is actually a part-time passion of mine. I mix my own drinks at home all the time, mix flavors, and find all kinds of freaky shit. My wife and her girlfriends, when all we're all over together, my buddies are simple shots and straight gin and tonics, whiskey sours, that kind of stuff. But oh. my 
my wife and her girlfriends, they like when I get with these fruity drinks and stuff like that. They dig them. So okay. mixology, I, I do like my mixology every now and again. I'm, I'm going to give you a recipe of mine that works every single time. Uh, I call it a crog. Very simple. A uh, shot of vodka over, over, over ice. Top the ice with cranberry juice. Fill half of it with OJ. What whatever's left, fill fill half of it with OJ. Top it with uh, gingers for ginger ale for a little bit of fizz. Simple, easy, and everyone I've ever made that for loves it. And I've got all four of those ingredients upstairs, so I'm gonna have to try that after for sure, 100%. Yep, and it's and it you can make it a triple, and it's not powerful. That's why 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 I like it. The OJ really masks masks the alcohol, which is which is which is nice. Sorry, uh, my my bartender showing. <laughs> my, uh, it's all good. It's all good, man. All right. Well, kind of kind of got to uh, got to start wrapping wrapping this up. I don't know if you've ever heard heard the Gilmy talks uh, talks ten something I've been doing well, a little bit. It's just ten simple either 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 or questions that viewers put in, and they just totally random are <clears throat> fucking fucking throat man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I am familiar with this. I was hoping we were gonna do this, so yes, let's do it. All right, let's uh, do it. Uh, first one. Um, Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Are you uh, more of an author or an editor? Mm, oh, that's a tough one. I know. Uh, I'll say author. Okay. Uh, Judas Priest or Iron I, Iron Maiden? Oh, no contest, man. Iron Maiden. <laughs> I'm, I'm a priest guy, but everybody says Maiden. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry there, Kill me, but you uh, made bad life choices. You uh, I bad know, life man. Choices. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Spider-Man or Superman? Oh, uh, childhood. I have to answer this two ways. Childhood-wise, younger days, Superman into my teenage years, Spider-Man. Okay. Recliner or couch? Well, recliner. You're the only one who's ever answered recliner. Recliner is <laughs> the recliner is literally the best of everything. You can fall asleep on it, stretch your feet out, and it's only for you. I don't have to share the space with anybody else. That's what I. That's what I say. You don't have to share it with people. But also, I normally have wrestlers on on the show, and they like, well, you can lie down on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've only taken one bump in my entire life, and that that was that. <laughs> yeah, I have yet to take a bump, so I'm looking forward to eventually getting that when it happens. Uh, no, I did it when I was younger. It took one 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 day at at a wrestling school a long time ago, and it would just okay. Take a bump. All right, I'm 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 done. All right, I'm I'm going home. That's it. Right. See you later. Thank you so much for letting me use the ring. Oh yeah, that's Peace. that was pretty much it. I did the day, and that's it. That's all. All right. Uh, toilet paper over or under? Okay, because being 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 over is it over is good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather be a narwhal or a giraffe? Hmm. I don't know, narwhal. They're pretty good looking. Oh, Given yeah. the opportunity. <laughs> would you rather play with toys or would you rather read? Play with toys. Yeah, always. I'm a I'm personally a big toy toy collector myself, so 
But I also got a got a bookcase full of comics, so I I don't know. I'm just a well, a big well, a big kid. Are you a spirits or beer or uh, or a beer guy? I'm a spirits guy for sure, 100. percent Yeah. Now, uh, off, totally off air off air topic. I've been drinking a lot of Knob Creek late, lately. Been absolutely loving loving uh, loving just straight straight bourbon on ice. Oh yeah, when it comes to bourbon, I love my bourbon too. But I'm—I don't know what it is. Bullet bourbon, the Kentucky Orange label. Oh, that's that stuff straight up with an ice cube or ice ball, I should say. Oh yeah, that is the best. Oh yeah. Uh, and do you now? Do you pronounce it the? You say bullet, right? Yeah, bullet. Yep. Uh, it's apparently boulet. Is it boulet? Yeah. I don't know. I just went off of John Taffer. You remember that show, uh, Bar Rescue? He yep. mentioned Bullet Bourbon one day. I tried it. I've never gone back. Oh man, Bullet Bourbon is so so nice and smooth. But I Knob Creek, I like the uh, smokiness. And if and if you were if you were gonna say Maker's Mark, I was gonna hang up right now. <laughs> no, I would never. That's like drinking raw sewage. Just like when you say beef eaters for gin, it's like drinking raw sewage, man. It's got to be Tangray or nothing. Uh, Tang Tangray's okay, okay, but. I gotta stick with uh, Gordon's, man. Gordon's is good too. All right, you're lucky you say you say because if you were to say Bombay, I would have hung up. No, Bomb Bombay is shit, man. <laughs> beef eaters is worse. Oh, beef eaters is like just ah, oh, it it's pine needles. It's just pine needles, <laughs> man. I swear I, they just ground up some pine needles, threw it in 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 a fucking jar, and then sell it to people. Uh, you're 100 uh, right. You're 100 percent right. I agree with you. Uh, and last one, very very more important one. Apple or Sam Samsung? Uh, just because my house is an Apple house, I have a Mac, I have two Apple TVs. My wife and I both have iPhones. Apple, 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 all the way. Oh uh, man, I'm I'm a Sam or a Samsung guy, but I don't have really have much of a much of a preference to be honest with you. I know how to use them. <laughs> There you go. That's that's the key. No matter if it's Apple or Samsung, as long as you know how to use the phone, then it works for you. That's all, right. all that matters. Okay. And now, George, I just I I cannot have 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 any guest on without asking asking this last question. Where can people find find you on the interweb? Interweb. Yep. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you can check out the Facebook page, which is Straight Talk Wrestling. Uh, Twitter, my handle is underscore at Straight Talk. And on Instagram, I am at Straight Talk Wrestling. And you can always email me. Uh, emails are on all the links available there. And you can find the podcast exclusively through Podbean. But if you don't want to go on the app or download the Podbean app, you got Apple, Google Play, Spotify, uh, FM94 in the States, CastBox. And uh, right now I'm having some problems with iHeartRadio. They haven't updated the RRS feed yet, but I'm sure they will. iHeart normally takes, uh, takes about two weeks. They're a great, uh, they're a great program, but a little, little bit, a little bit slower than, than the most. They must share the customer service with Spreaker then, for sure. <laughs> well, no, they actually show up there. <laughs> yeah, well played, well played. I uh, just want to say thank you very, very, very much. Absolutely, for sure. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was really, really fun. Hey guys, welcome welcome back. I just want to say a big thank you to George for coming on the uh, on the show. It was 
really fun just talking to him. And actually, after the episode, he stayed on the line, and we just talked podcasting and business and stuff. And just want to say thank you very, very much for that, man. And hopefully see you at the uh, the Destiny show with Marty Escoff. I just want to want to say thank you to everybody who listens to Kill Me Talks out there. I really, really appreciate it. When I started this podcast uh, in 2016, I had no idea what I was doing, and it's become such a big part of my life, and I absolutely love it. Just talking to wrestlers, talking to interesting people, and branching out and getting a Gilmy Talks network uh, started. Oh, uh, did I say it? I guess I let the cat out of the bag right there. I'm going to leave that in. Uh, This year, my goal is to launch a Gilmy Talks network. And it's going to be all sorts of different things, different strokes for different folks. So going to be trying a couple new things, more episodes more often, shorter episodes. And it's just changing up the show, keeping it fresh a little bit. Don't worry, Tom's not going anywhere, guys. He's still my my uh, co-host. It's just our lives are getting a little bit crazy, and finding time to record is coming becoming more and more difficult late, lately. But he's not going anywhere. It's just same as just same as I'm I'm not because I well I love well I love doing this show, love running into into uh, people and going hey you're the podcast guy and I'm like sideways sideways smile my my little crooked smile and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, got recognized again at the Death Proof show, Hair, Hair of the Dog, and that was really, really fun. But that's a story for for another time. Just want to say, if you like the show, give give it a rating, review, follow it on whatever podcast app app you you guys follow. Love the people who listen listen through your web browser, but just like review. Be in, interactive with the show. Follow the Facebook page. Follow the uh, uh, Twitter account and or the Instagram account because I'm always putting up crazy crazy memes on there and links to, to the to the to the show. And just as you guys who do follow have probably noticed, I'm obsessed with Baby Yoda lately. I don't know why. Or as he's known around my house, Kevin. Like review. Follow me on Pod the Podbean app, which personally i recommend not just because they post my show but i actually like that app better than better than uh, most of them to be perfectly honest with you thank you very very much guys want to say thank you to georgie again it was a blast talking to you she had a, a wrestling show down the road and here's sale by a wall nation but it's a metal cover by leo morikali because i'm loving that guy guy again late or lately Talk to you later. Bye.